Hello, everybody. We are those guys you hate. Welcome to the show that encourages you to be your best self by not being like us. My brother and I hopelessly search for nuance as we wade through wacky segments and crazy conversations. If you can withstand the insanity, you might actually learn something. Tyler, what are you going to be getting into on this week's show? Ryan, on this week's episode, I am going to shame you in front of the world and an update on Russia and the Ukraine war. What about you, Ryan? Wow, uh, two things to look forward to. (laughs) Tyler, we're going to discuss the Cleveland Browns who are relevant for all the wrong reasons as that sex scandal continues to evolve and social media made dating a public relations nightmare. So let's wander into the societal apocalypse together, shall we? What if the universe is conspiring for you, Tyler? Mm. What if the, the universe isn't out to kill you like your every thought would suggest? What if it wants to rise you up? What if it wants to see you succeed? How would I be able to tell that? Well, how would you be able to tell that everything that's happening is to make you look like an idiot? Uh, the experiences in my life. That is your prism <laughs> that you've experienced it through. <laughs> that's your thoughts about what have happened. I, sure. That is, there is something out there called pro-noia, where it's the opposite of paranoia. Where mm-hmm. you, and, and I just think, the reason that I bring this up is because I'm in dire straits when searching for content. And, and we've talked about this on the show before. Many, many times. Yeah. I think a lot of the people that I come into contact with in my personal life see the world as this negative thing that wants to take from them Mm -hmm. instead of perhaps the opposite of that. Well, and the problem is, is that when you believe stuff like that, you create that reality for yourself. Well, when we say the universe, when you use something sweeping, uh, generalizing and kooky such as that, Mm -hmm. what do you think the layman hears? Are we at that point now where you say the universe and most people are like, oh, okay, no problem. I, I, I think a lot of people get the idea, but a lot of people can interpret universe as God, as energy, as spirit. I mean, universe can mean uh, many different things when said in that context. That's kind of gay. That's the thing. And I believe almost like what we're talking about where, hey, what if the world is conspiring in your favor? When we talk about these kind of things, my mind goes... You sound like an idiot right now. Mm. A couple years ago, I would have made fun of this version of Ryan. Mm. And I still think I should, Tyler. I don't know if it's too late, but I, I, I may do it in response. You know what I mean? I don't. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll keep trying to explain myself. Okay. I'll keep failing at it. Okay. So what I'm going to do is I am going to give you thoughts that I've had in my mind over this last week. You give me the yes sound if you've ever had some version of that. You give me the no sound if you don't know what I'm talking about, okay? All right. All right, how about this set, This thought? How do people normally walk? As you're walking, like, is this how people walk? Like, am, am I walking normally? Have you ever had that thought? Some version of that, right? Where you're just like... Well, I got a weird walk. So for me, it's like, it's like, man, my my pelvic region is stuck out too far. My shoulders are too far back. My, my spine is weird. Now, do you think that that's true or just your perception of it? Uh, an x-ray I saw when I was a kid made me believe <laughs> that I had like minor scoliosis. So oh. I'm pretty sure I walk weird. Thanks a lot, Dr. Schultz. Yeah. Okay, how about this one? And, and, and respond with the sound. All right. Pretend like you're just standing. Pretend like you're just standing? Have you ever just... well? Okay, you can hear me. Give me the. You got to answer with your sounds. I, but I don't know what you mean. What does that mean? Like, have you ever just been waiting somewhere and you don't know what to do? It's kind of the same thing as walking, where you're just like, all right, how do I stand? How does it. Is this normal standing? What do I do with my hands? 
No, you've never had a problem with standing? No, it's not that I've never had a problem with standing because I know what it is you're talking about. However, due to the invention of smartphones, I never think about that anymore because I'm just looking at my phone. You do wear that as a bulletproof vest sometimes. Correct. As uh, as I think a lot of society does. Of course, it's a disassociation technique. Good for you, Steve Jobs. You've done us all well. And here's my last one, Tyler. Perhaps Where did you're it get you, huh? familiar huh? with this huh? thought, okay? Mm-hmm. Ryan, what the hell was that, bro? What was that? Sure. Yes. Why can we not speak to ourselves with the same compassion that we could speak to somebody else with? What? Where is that disconnect come from? Because it takes training. You got to train yourself to do it. We trained ourselves over the beginning of our lives to do the opposite. And now we got to retrain our, our, our brains to now do the positive thing. And it's very difficult. Now, is that natural? Is that no. something that comes standard with being a human to be negative like that? Or is that just my experience? Or is that just the people that I've been around? Negativity is natural in all of us. It's we have, you know, how we discern what we want out of life and what's good and what's bad. But... I think that it's just something that we learn. I think that if you're taught to look at positives and and embrace positivity growing up, you're more inclined to do that. Whereas if you're left to your own thoughts and you're never taught those things, we were never taught be negative, but we were never taught about our emotions or about positive thinking. And I think that left to our own devices, we develop the negative thinking. I love that. And when you describe it that way, it sounds like it's something that can be reversed. So definitely let's all get together. It's just a pain in the ass and brainwash ourselves together. Mm -hmm. My name is Ryan. And my name is Tyler. And we are those guys you hate. It's worth it. What is going on, everybody? And welcome to another episode of Those Guys You Hate. Tyler Menendez, my brother, how are you today, sir? A little under the weather. What's, I'm a little sick. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 how, I is, how is this the first I'm hearing of this I, in this little I, tiny room? I came down with something last night, and so I've just been powering through today. I wish you had mentioned that before we had kissed hello. Tyler, this week there is so much going on. I have got a hear ye, hear ye. We have got to get in a, a some form of transportation for get in. But before we do any of that, I want to start with a weekly book nook. Book. Now, Tyler, please describe to the audience what the segment weekly book nook is all about. Well, it's a segment that we do weekly, or that we don't do weekly, and it's rarely about a book, where we pick something and uh, tell you whether we like it or not. It's usually pretty positive around here, now they think about it. Okay. Our reviews are usually positive, although not always. Because we will generally only be stimulated enough to talk about something if we really liked it. Now, this week, I am going to be reviewing the audiobook Deception Point. By Dan Brown, Tyler. Do you remember that book? Of course. It was a very good book. I would say it was on the bottom rung in terms of quality compared to his other books, and yet still very good. Well, it was his first book, and you can see him kind of molding his craft. Mm -hmm. Dan Brown, who did The Da Vinci Code, Angels and Demons, that whole Robert Langdon series, just for my particular taste, is one of the best that ever did it. 
And I love the audiobooks, and he has the one guy who does all the reading for all of his books, except for this one. There is mm-hmm. a different guy. How do you like him? I guess not as great because you're not you're used to the other guy, I would imagine, well, right? The book is great itself. It is about um, you know, the book is about the president and and his his staff finding alien life in the middle of an election where he's losing. Mm-hmm. That's a brief synopsis of the book. Definitely worth checking out. Explains very complicated things in a simplistic way, which is Dan Brown's hallmark. Yeah. But there's something other than that that I want to get into. There's something about the audiobook that just it's just different to me, and I want to share it with you and see if we could put together what what the problem is together. Are you willing to do this with me, Tyler? I am. I feel like I'm being set up for something right now. In terms I'm, of what? Just in terms of the way you're building all this up, I'm it, very curious to see where this road leads. It hurts me that you don't trust me, Tyler. It, after our, I don't know, at least 15 years together, it hurts me that you don't trust me. 34. Okay, this is the first clip that I have from the audiobook deception point tell me what tell me what's hitting me weird here then a monitor flickered on displaying rachel's photo and security clearance oh oh what is it his voice what is the it, shit dude is it too raspy what is it he swallowed right at the end of that sentence what you didn't hear that no here let, let play me, it again okay then a monitor flickered on displaying rachel's photo and security clearance you didn't ever hear that? No, I don't oh think. Oh, my God. Is that what's bothering me? I, I, it's certainly bothering me. All right, wait. Let's try another clip. What the shit? Hold on. Let me see. He pressed a button, and the huge steel doors swung open. <laughs> what the shit? Why are you swallowing into the mic? This has got to be at the cutting edge of audiobooks because this what is the fuck? before they understood what editing was. Hold on one second. The PH2's power cells immediately began recharging for the next mission. Oh! <laughs> Chapter 6. Oh! Dude, you're leaving the mic on for five seconds too long. <laughs> we could go ahead and take a pause here for a minute, Tom. What the just give shit? You a minute. So he's got a good voice, but it's all the other stuff. You know what? I think you're actually you're I think you're she actually him a folder. I think you've actually got your finger on something here. She handed him a folder. What the fuck, dude? Well, and that, and you know my issue with mouth noises, that is a, is a is a problem. You know what? I didn't even think about it. I intend to change your entire opinion of NASA. Oh, good <laughs> God. That is Weekly Book Nug. Good God. I just thought we could share that together, Tyler. I'm glad. When you and I spend time and, you know, talking and, and, and thinking about things together, it makes me happy. And we can talk about it on Weekend Review. I'm just kidding. Depression index. No one can. What the depression index is, is a machine that I built with that white saliva in the corners of my mouth. And we crank it up to let you know how down we are. Tyler, I knew you wouldn't enjoy that. And that's really the only reason that I played it. That is very distracting. The the, the guy swallowing like that. But the book itself is really incredible. I love those Dan Brown books, man. That's the reason. And I've spoken about this in the past. That's the reason why I cannot listen to the Lord of the Rings audiobooks. I got through a third of the first one. And it is that exact same thing. It's an old man that just you can hear the saliva rolling around in his mouth as he speaks. It makes me want to gouge 
Not my own ears my, out, my ears but out. somebody's ears. It makes me want to gouge someone's ears out who doesn't see it coming. <laughs> for this depression index, uh, going on to more positive topics, I'm going to say my theme for the week is do your best. Now, what does do your best mean, Ryan? Do your best is put as much energy into anything that you're doing that you possibly can to make it as good as you possibly can. Don't half-ass everything. That's a good way to say it, but I, w- I would ask you, when you're sick, what does doing your best look like? Uh, whatever you think is the best for your recovery, I guess, when you're sick. Exactly. If, if that's relaxation, then that's your best. Exactly. That's Thank you for saying that, because a lot of people think that we need to be productive all the time. I'm one of those people. But really? You don't think so? That you need to be productive all the time? Well, Justin. You can, no, no, no. You struggle with it, but you can definitely appreciate some earned time off. Powering down. Definitely. You're right about that. But do your best. A lot of people believe that you just got to go uh, fight through the sickness and just and push yourself and do what you can. No. Sometimes do your best. Like when I'm sick means lie down, drink lots of fluids and get plenty of sleep. Internet so, porn. So yes, that's a given, but that is do your best. So don't press yourself to do more than you feel the need to. Just do what you can do. As I said, your best. Well, some days your best is not going to the gym. Some days your best is relaxation because your body needs it. Exactly. And it's so if easy. If you're a weakling, it's, you know what I'm saying? You B word. I'm sorry. I apologize. That's not helpful. You were having a really nice moment right it, there. It was positive, nice. Positive, I know. Yeah. And the thing is that my body, whenever that happens, that that flashing red light, like abort, abort mm-hmm. goes off. Mm-hmm. While so, we're talking about something positive. It's like the kook alert, but yeah, for my negativity. Sure, sure. So uh, session 136, do your best. Ryan, this week I am at a five. Spin that wheel. One, Tyler. two, three, Spin four, that mother, father five. wheel. Five. Wow, you pushed it really hard on that last one. That's impressive. I definitely did not push one button too many. Tyler, let's gay it up. Okay. Tyler, do you want to be more confident? Yes. Really? Yes. Too bad. It's oh. not in the cards, buddy. Shit. I'm just kidding. I have a tip for being more confident, and I want to be more confident too. And what I mean by that is I just want to be more comfortable being myself. That doesn't mean impressing people everywhere I go. That doesn't mean being universally loved and admired. It means just being myself, damn the consequences. That is my definition of confident at this time. What do you think about that? Sure. Yeah, just being able to be yourself and whatever comes to you um, naturally. Sure. Instead of, I just find myself, last night, you and I went to my son's basketball game, and there was his mother and all of her extended family. Mm -hmm. I have history with these people. I found myself in a very awkward situation based solely on all of the narratives that were going on in my mind that were not transpiring in that room. Can you understand what I mean by that? Yeah. Yeah. There's all kinds of stories that we tell ourselves with other people uh, in it, and the truth of the matter is we don't really know what they're thinking. Absolutely. I got caught in, in somewhat of a loop last night while sure. we were in that gymnasium. Sure. And, and it was fine. I held myself together. There was no incidents that I'm aware of. I just was very uncomfortable. And, and that's having nothing to do with my my uh, depression index. We, I just kind of got rolling there. Now, here's my tip for being more confident, okay? If somebody catches you doing something that you're ashamed of, okay, I'm going to use an example here, okay? Let's say a woman bends down to tie her shoe or whatever the deal is, and you look down her shirt, okay? Mm -hmm. And she looks up and sees you, and you're immediately ashamed. Yeah. Here's a tip for being more confident. Don't do that shit. If you are ashamed of doing something, if you get caught doing it, 
Don't do it if you don't get caught doing it. Start putting together those, and I know that's a weird example, but I genuinely mean it. If somebody turns around and catches you doing something that you freeze up and you feel ashamed of, don't do that stuff when nobody catches you. I believe putting together little things like that turn you into the person that you truly subconsciously want to be. I see you thinking hard on that. What do you think? Well, I absolutely 100% across the board agree with be the person you want to be even when no one is looking. That's it. Yes. A dance like nobody's there. Ab- <laughs> sure. Right? Sure. I'm embarrassed of my yeah. dancing. <laughs> I think I think most people are. I definitely yeah. you I think don't most even, people are embarrassed of my dancing. I'm very much so. I, knew it. I don't even know what my dancing looks like to be honest with I you. <laughs> but but there are certain things where and I agree. Very careful, Tyler. I know. I agree with what you're saying, but what if that discomfort that's coming up is because of um, just your own embarrassment? What if what if what if it's not shame? It's just oh god, I'm embarrassed because like I have an issue looking people in the eyes. Like just looking people in the eyes causes me shame, and that's something I need to get over. But looking people in the eyes isn't isn't wrong. But I think it's pretty easy to delineate the difference between two of those. And we are sexual animals. I don't mean to talk bad about somebody who is acting out on their biology. And, and, and that's what I'm saying. Yeah, agreed. But I'm curious, like this, this is a behavior because of in my DNA. But I believe that the onus is on you to delineate what is me with my own hangups and my own things from before that I would like to take the shame away from whatever's happening. And hey, I hope I don't get caught doing this. Let me do it very quickly. Mm-hmm. Those are two different things in my mind. And I know I'm using something that's a bit inflammatory where it's like, what? I'm just looking at a woman. But are you doing it? Or, or a man or anybody in between. But are Good you- say. How about that? 2022, you're a son of a bitch. <laughs> you're uh, a cruel mistress. <laughs> but but I, I submit, I'll do whatever you want. So, so I, I believe that there is a difference and we all know the difference between being a regular sexual person, which there is nothing wrong with that, and being lecherous and being um, using a moment of vulnerability in your own way, in a, in a way that you would be embarrassed if that person turned around. If I looked at uh, somebody and they turned around and looked at me in my eyes, I wouldn't feel weird about it at all. If I was doing something that made me, you know, feel ashamed if they turned around, perhaps that's not the right action. Perhaps I'm being too broad here, but it's just something that came to me over this week. Mm. I like it. Yeah, well said. Thank yeah, you, don't be creeps, guys. It's it's actually pretty easy to be honest with you. Just don't be a creep. Creep is a tough thing. We, we Creep can be used against us. We've gone through that on the show. Sure. Uh, so this week, I am at a four. One, yes. two, I feel like I got kind of over my skis there. I started just speaking very fast. Sure, yeah, sure. Got you got excited. Got nervous there at the end. Hopefully, mm-hmm. we can fix that. Mm-hmm. While we're doing that, Tyler, I'm going to need for you to get in. You know where we're going, Tyler? Someplace old timey? Yep. We're okay. Going, we're going back to the future. Uh-huh. No, we're, well, actually, you're kind of right. We're going to Cleveland, Tyler. Oh, wow. We're going to Cleveland What's because. What's going on in Cleveland? Tell me what you know about. The Cleveland Browns. Well, their mascot's poop. Their mascot is poop. I'm poop not sure. Sh- actually, now that you're saying it out loud, I'm not sure that that's true. But they go on. have uh, they have hired Deshaun Watson over the offseason. This is an NFL team in Cleveland, and they have hired the quarterback Deshaun Watson over the season, and he was accused of being a sexual predator of 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 sexually assaulting. Uh, women. 
in massage tables. He was basically using massage therapists as like Escorts. an Uber service for sex. So yeah. in other words, which those things exist. You already have the money. You can call those places and find them. But, here's but of the, course, it's not about that. You just want to laud your power over these helpless women. Go fuck yourself. And I would have... Wow, strong stance I, I, of Tyler. I, dude, I, the fact that he was rewarded with everything in the world while these 20-plus women were just thrown off to the side, ugh, it fucking just... It, it twists me, man. It, it, it twists me up inside. It is fair to say... Uh, just for further explanation, that he was after being accused by how many women? 30 plus? Uh, A lot of them. Like, too many for this to be he said, she said. Mm. He was awarded the richest contract in NFL history, which to some degree, and I don't mean to be using propaganda, but I mean, tells you a bit about how the NFL feels about these kind of crimes, right? I mean... Absolutely. They came They came out, the team itself came out, and when they uh, hired him, when they gave him the contract, and they said, we have done our due diligence. That is the, the phrase they used. And then immediately after, come to find out, they didn't speak to a single woman that he that he abused. Not well, one. Wow. Your intensity is throwing me off. Sorry, buddy. It's okay. Sorry. I mean, I'll, I, I'll I, dial it back. I appreciate that you're passionate about this. Yeah. Just please don't hit me. I, I just see... <laughs> I just see the evil being rewarded around the world, and it's just frustrating. End of days, Tyler. Frustrating. So, now, here's the thing, okay? Now, um, in fandom, in the world that we live in, and the way to kind of show somebody support or disapproval is with your dollars, right? That is really the only way that we can affect change in business. Do I have that right? Because ostensibly, the NFL, even though we're all very passionate about it, it's a business. It's a way to advertise. It's a way to take your cash down. Absolutely. A multi-billion dollar profiting they're, business. They're doing okay. Am I right? Yeah. And Tyler, I have sent you over an email. If you could please open it up mm -hmm. on your AOL account. Mm -hmm. The fans have responded in the second week of the season yeah. in a way that that genuinely caught me off guard. Yeah. I, mean, I, I would like to think that there aren't a lot of things that shock me anymore, but this one caught me a bit off guard. Go ahead and describe to me what you're looking at. This is this is the first time I've seen this, and but it, but I have heard about it. It's more it. shocking than you would anticipate. Yeah, it's um it's a photo of the Browns. They're tailgating at right outside of the stadium. I assume. And tailgating is where you hang out by your car and get drunk and eat food before the game is started. Mm -hmm. So you go in there the right amount of hammered. You don't want to fist fight sober. Definitely, unless you do it like the pros do, and you never make it inside. You drink too much, you pass out in your car. They have set up a massage table with a mannequin with a boner, ta the towel over his penis, and on the side it says, happy endings are not illegal. But wait a minute. Aren't happy endings illegal? They are illegal. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, look, ab they absolutely are illegal. And look at these bros. I, I am actually looking at this in depth for the first time. The bros that set it up, he's got a tip jar in between his feet. The yeah. mannequin has got, I mean, that is one healthy stiffy. I think we can agree with that. Yeah. Right? Well, that's a priapism. There's no way that guy's still alive. It, it looks as though it's been going on for more than four hours. <laughs> uh, but the thing is, is that it shocks me that what's the thought? Should this, Okay. First of all, should this shock me? Yeah, I think it's allowed to shock you because the moment it stops shocking it you, does. Is, is it truly the, does. The moment it stops shocking us is the moment that we normalize it. So let's not allow it to not shock us anymore. Is there any way that you could give me some sort of look into the thought process there? What I'm putting you in a bad position no, here. No, it's okay. Even though I assume that you had something to do with this being erected, if you'll 
pardon the pun, had something to do with. I was directly involved. <laughs> I am mannequin master one. Um, and and, and it, it, I'm just wondering, like, what is the disconnect between somebody's pain and your passion for your football? I, I'm, I'm deeply confused by that. And I hope that I'm not virtue signaling. I, I think that I really feel this way. Sure. Well, there's a lot of people out there, let's be honest, and look how many women are around this. They're just hanging out around this thing. Uh, there are lots of people out there that really despise women, that really hate women. Okay, that's that's a bigger um, societal point. Why? Why is that? Why is there so many people that, you know, want to ogle women that want to use them as sexual objects, but also seem to have this deep-seated hatred for women? Mm-hmm. Well, I think they believe that they're owed something. and when, Which is true. And when they're not given that thing, because if you're going about your dating life as you owe me, it's not going to go very well for you. Uh, they build up this anger and start thinking, oh, it's not me, it's them. Yeah. Another Elliot Roger. And is that kind of this perpetuation of, and I'm, I'm asking way too many things here. Let's bring it back to football. Do you think that, porn in that uh thought process towards women i mean men are in porn too but do you think that that is adding to that societal stance no question because you say men are in porn too but look at the distinction between women and men in porn and the way that each is treated where when you go into porn and you know it's not for me but from what i hear titles in porn are this whore this sure. slut this bitch the way that they are treated in these videos where yeah, like like where the guys are like stepping on the women sure. and just in dehumanizing them sure. and yeah it, and and porn is such an addiction in society and so when we're when we're ingesting that time and time again every single day of course it's going to alter the way you think about this why does nobody talk about this and, a lot and, of people are talking and about and we it. need to bring it back down to football because i think we've exploded outwards and if you want to stand against the domination of males in porn you got to switch to sissy porn let's, Fem- oh let's, yeah let's, let's all let's yeah. let's fight the power wow that's an argument you'd hear me make look at you buddy i am a, i mean i can't can't do it. You're the gay one. I, the problem is, I'm I'm worried that I'm going to like it. That's that's why I don't get into the, the the transvestite porn. I'm worried that it'll hit a hit a spot, if you will. It will. Yeah. So, bringing it back down, every everything that you just stated are great societal points. How do we not only back somebody because they're going to score points for our team and they're going to give us that feel good that we're so desperately searching for? How do we then pass that point and and go to hey, this guy's a monster, let's celebrate it. And I don't know how you're going to answer this, but it's just, this This genuinely shocked me. Well, I think that there's a lot of, it's very easy for the fans of this franchise when they get so much hate pouring in, they're able to disassociate and they're able to use that as kind of a high, where it's like, oh, look how much hate we're getting, let's lean into it. If you, Oh, you guys are going to hate us? Guess what? I'm going to give you a reason to hate us. Cle- and, and I'm totally guessing, obviously. Cleveland, but. you are a blight on the American map. Really bad. Americans. Really bad. Anus. <laughs> we may be the penis, but you're the anus, Cleveland. And I don't want to say, you know, five bros that have the word dirt on the back of their customized Cleveland Browns jersey. Uh, I don't want to say that that's all of the people from Cleveland, but. Specifically those roided up bros yeah. near the table. And if you're listening to this, we love you, buddy, because we don't want any of that smoke. And that is Get In. Let's drive back to 
And on this trip, let's go ahead and take a break. Wait, wait, wait. before we do, Ryan, can yes. I just hit you with something? I'm very sorry about oh, this. No problem at all, brother. It's just you and me in the car. Sure. Fuck. Ryan. <laughs> oh, what Ryan Menendez observations is, is where Tyler has noticed something about me that's generally embarrassing. And Awkward, he brings it weird. Up on the There's so much to choose from, Tyler. I'm glad the audience doesn't know how weird I actually am, but let's fix that. Well, this one's a bit, this one really caught me off guard. I will admit, I was, I, I was watching this with my jaw open. Really? Ge genuinely. Okay. So Ryan, the other day we went out to dinner with the family uh -huh. and I decided to ride with you in your car. Okay. My Ryan Menendez observation for this week, we hit some traffic on our way and at one point, you rode an exit-only lane all the way down and then forced yourself into traffic at the very last second. Not only that, if I ever find myself in that situation because I wasn't paying attention or whatever, I'm stressed, I'm apologizing to everyone and anyone, even though no one can hear me, you were singing along with the song, playing as if you didn't have a care in the world. Well, and here is your mistake, Tyler. No, first, okay, first of all, normally these are made to embarrass me. This one I'm proud of. What? That was not on mistake. I rode that garbage move. I I rode that lane until its natural end. That's, That's it. selfish. How so? It's an exit only lane. You know you're not exiting. I'm exiting the lane. They don't <laughs> specify which way to exit. You forced your way in. Well, I mean, okay, what you're saying is true. It was a bit of a Miami driver situation. So Miami driver in my jaw was a hanging open. I drive aggressively. I do. You do. I, I drive a bit like a dick and... Um, I, I'll, I'll just apologize for that here. And when you first started driving, you were like a grandmother. You were like as soft as a kitten in your driving. Sure. And now it's gotten aggressive. It's like dating, man. We all start off soft and then we grow into the withered, old, crumpled jerk-offs that we're going to become, Tyler. Should we take a break? What's going on, everybody? Ryan Menendez here. Now, I know that you're such a fan of this podcast, you already know it, but part of this advertising is me explaining shit to you that you already know. Buckle up! So much of this podcast is based on me being a total kook. Now, a bunch of people have reached out to me, and they have let me know that they want to be a kook, too. Now, this isn't something that you just stumble on. It doesn't happen by accident. you got to put in practice. 10,000 hours, am I right? So what you need to do is read the books that I read. Now, what we've done is we have signed up to work with Audible so you can read the books to become a kook like me. Thoseguysyouhate.com. Now, here's what Audible wants. They want for you to go over there and get a free book that I'm offering you so you can read, you can get on board, you could sink below the waters and end up in the same place that I am. And what they're hoping is, is that you'll get that free book, you'll sign up, and then you'll forget to unsign up, and then they can charge you at least once, okay? You know it, I know it, we all know it. Beat the system by breaking that contract before that happens, or stay with them and continue to learn and grow and flourish like a big boy. So if you go to thoseguysyouhate.com right now, all of my reading recommendations are there. You could sign up and get the book for free, and then you have 30 days to cancel your membership, then you don't get beat on the deal. You know you won't because you're lazy. That's why you haven't moved out of your parents' house. We love you. Thank you for supporting those guys you hate. And let's get back to the show. Those guys. The problem is, is that everybody's taking photographs of mother effing everything now. Have you noticed that, Tyler? 
Lots of photos being taken. There are a lot of photos being taken. But the problem is when somebody says, Ryan, look good. All of a sudden, I start trying to make the face of what I think good-looking Ryan looks like. And I come out looking like a gargoyle. Am I smiling? Right. I think this is me smiling. I crinkle up my eyes. <laughs> it, it looks like I'm about to be hit by a car. If I could be totally honest with you. You hate. I had spoken last week about going to a wedding with someone. Mm -hmm. And her friends there were taking pictures of mother bleep and everything. And I froze up. And now looking back on it. I just, I just realized that I couldn't get into the vibe. Do you have any tips for me? Any way to get past this mental block? Because I don't want to look like a mutant all the time, Tyler. I'm handsome, damn it. Those guys you hate. Red circle. What? Nothing. I just like burping into the microphone. I like that you've totally... Uh... That one doesn't bother me as much. Welcome back, everybody. It's and gross. we are a show when we're doing a thing. Tyler, how you doing? Doing a thing? You literally just burped into my ear we're through the microphone. We're a thing and we're doing a thing. Tyler, I had mentioned on the intro where we talk about what we're going to talk about on this show that social media has changed around the way that we do everything. It's given people a voice and it turns out people are terrible, Tyler. I wouldn't say people are terrible. I would say All that of them. I would say the terrible people are the loudest. They make the most noise. Ah, uh, the 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 unsilent majority. I love that. Sure. Sure, you're right. You're right. Sure. Those were just throwaway words. You're right. I don't know what that means. Here's the thing. My son who is in high school just recently went through a breakup with all the hallmarks of a classic teenage romance, short-lived, flash in the pan, um, insinuations of cheating, all of these things that have gone on since the dawn of time. Am I right? Well, I was going to say, how can you know that so whether somebody loves you or not if they don't put you through that kind of drama? Sure. Yeah. I, I'm addicted to those chemicals, and I'll take them however I can get them. Inject them right into the veins, and baby. Let's skip the veins. Let's go to, is an eye a vein? Has veins in it. There you go. So what happened with my son, who I obviously checked with him, if I, you know, if I was allowed to talk about this, and I, mm. and I just wanted to talk about it vaguely, not his own personal romantic issues sure you're just respecting his boundaries so he he was he found out that his girlfriend had been accused by others of cheating so he broke it off with her at least the way that i heard the story and what she did was went on to social media and accused him of cheating ah yes which the old is projection move a pretty good move bro i gotta tell you that's that's a good move which then caused him to be um, confronted by other people in his school who thought sure. that he was a dirty, rotten cheater. Sure. That happened to me too when I was in high school, except we didn't have social media at the time. So it was all through word of mouth. It's a lot slower back then. Now, what I was considering was the idea of what you just described, where it is he then had to put out a statement. My son then had to release... Um, he had to frame the situation from his camp, not unlike a marketing department from a business or a football team where somebody footballs where they're not supposed to football and somebody has to come out and apologize and say, hey, the, the, the team feels this way. My son, I am now watching from afar him having to do that. Mm -hmm. And the thought that comes to my mind is how bad is this for a young mind? How, how bad is it 
for somebody who's developing to have this kind of pressure on them. Well, fortunately for him, when he eventually grows up and becomes president, gets married, and then eventually cheats on the first lady. No pressure. He will have some practice in this field. I'm not sure what you're doing here. I, I'm asking. Bre- a re- breaking it off. I understand. I, 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 I mean sincerely, how do we think that this is affecting our children who want to replicate what we're doing? Uh, kids always want to act like adults. You've ever seen a kid answer like a fake cell phone? It's hilarious. Uh, how is this going to affect us? Kind of like what we were talking about pornography earlier. How is this going to affect us down the line? I don't know. I don't know how to answer that. There's a lot of repercussions that are coming. It's going to be bad, Tyler. Yeah, yeah. It's not good. Yeah, that's not really an answer, though. It's going to be bad. There's lots really, of really, really bad. There's lots of bad shit out there. Yes. Okay, wow. I, I mean, doing the show with the nihilist, ladies and gentlemen. There's no. Oh, nothing's good enough for you. Jeez. <laughs> there is no world. Accept it. It is. It's just the times are changing, and that that statement is always true. And this is just the new challenge that the young uh, up and comers have to deal with. That's it for me. That's it. I, I that's it. I I'm just watching this from afar as somebody who does not social media at all, and uh, I'm just wondering where does this end. I, I'm an old person now just yelling at you know people to stay off my lawn at this point. Total annihilation, Ryan. Let's do Nuclear it. Nuclear winter. All right, Tyler, what do you have going on this week? Other than Ryan Menendez's observations that just fell flat on his face, nobody enjoyed. I, I thought the audience really loved it. They were clamoring for more. Dis- Unfortunately, I didn't a, write anything else. A discontinued segment. Oh, you don't have a GBI? I do have a GBI. Oh, okay. I was just looking for the music. Yeah, Ryan, it's time for another good, bad, and the interesting. Tell him what GBI is, please. Good, bad, and interesting is where Tyler goes out and he curates. He he particularly finds like an artisan. Three stories, one that's good, one that's bad, Mm -hmm. one that's interesting, and he puts them in you. I don't know about artisan. It's pretty much just me laying in, lying in bed, just scrolling through Reddit, and I come across a story that I find interesting. I pictured you more as a Samarlenier. Nailed it. <laughs> that word's ridiculous. Right. We, we gotta get rid of that. <laughs> let's, let's jump into our good, all right? Let go. Oh, God, it's so good. Mmm. Mm, so good. Ryan. Yeah. Mm, so oh. good and tasty. What is this? Mm, I don't know. Yeah. I found it today. Oh, we've spoken. Lo- it's filling me with jubilance and disgust. We've spoken before on how the forty-hour work week, as well as the minimum wage, has come to be. Do you remember this? Yes, yes, vaguely. You gave us the history of how we ended up with this this capitalism, you know, template that we use. Well, it was Henry Ford that started it. The car guy uh, began these trends in the early nineteen hundreds and weren't was not adopted on a federal scale until twenty years later okay before there was no hour limit or pay minimum it was whatever you got you got listen man people want these nikes tyler we got to get them out there (laughs) that's what china's for right they're the ones pumping them out through the hard work of children ryan they got the energy they they got the juice whether they have it or not they're going to be made to make those shoes i dig it what do you dig Child labor? No, that we're bringing <laughs> attention to this horrible practice. And you, you saved yourself. Yes. Good job. <laughs> now, a new up-and-comer wants to be the man. Hard Rock Hotel and Casino. Heard of it, Ryan? I have heard of it, as a matter of fact. It's where the Dolphins play. They have just pledged. Big game tomorrow, Tyler. $100 million to raise more than half of its workforce's wages 
with a starting pay of about 18 to $21 an hour. And why are they doing this? Because they think it's an investment in their future. So if you pay your employees more, you will have happier employees, which will then make your business, it'll make your your uh, your business model stronger? By making your workers happier and able to lead more fruitful lives by the money that you pay them, they in turn will be more productive for you. Have they ever heard of child stars, Tyler? This could bite <laughs> them in the ass. When you think of happy businesses, I mean, forgive me for, you know, phrasing this ineloquently. Uh -huh, uh -huh. What, who do you think of? Like businesses where people are friendly. Uh, Chick-fil-A, but I feel like they're all put under a magnifying glass and at gunpoint or forced to. It's just a cult that's trying to like get you to buy in. Do I have that correct? Well, it's a cult that, that sells amazing chicken sandwiches. With, with incredible sauces. <laughs> uh, what about Publix? Do you ever think of Publix? No, no. I think that that's an old conservative group that's actually run by people who are Trump supporters. But what I mean is, well, so is Chick-fil-A, isn't it? But the chicken, Ryan. The chicken. Uh, Publix got some pretty good chicken, too. <laughs> they do. Uh, but I think of people being nice at Publix. Maybe I have that wrong. Yeah, no, they, they Home are. Depot, I they think, are. of the same thing, nonetheless. I was just going for a bit. They are very nice at Publix. They have to be. Exactly. Yeah. But I think it's fair to say that more than doubling workers' income is a great thing, and let's hope this sets off a trend amongst corporations while praying that it doesn't take another 20 years. I think that's really interesting. It's kind of in that same model of giving employees interest in the company so if you do well you do some monicum of better financially absolutely it's an interesting way to look at it and if you have a position work-wise that people really want because of the pay and how comfortable they can live you can be more selective with who you're hiring you can yep. hire the best of the best so to speak now let's just jump right into our bad right like out oh brother this guy stinks we haven't spoken about the ukraine war in quite a while ryan would you like an update that's still going on? Yeah. And I'm not doing shtick. I mean, boy, they're they're just getting pounded by this thing, huh? Yeah, it's a it's a full-scale war, Ryan. And Tyler, what is it good for? Would you like an update, Ryan? Nothing, Tyler. <laughs> yes, please. I, I'm making light of a terrible situation. Good, because you're gonna get one Here anyway. Go. Here we go. After a major counteroffensive over the last month, Ukraine has taken back major parts of its own territory, which is good, obviously. That's why, for this week's bad, we're going to be discussing Russia, or more specifically, the Russian people. Have you heard any updates on this, Ryan? I have not heard about this in a very long time. Is that just lack of interest by people because it's gone on for such a long time, or is it just that I'm not paying attention to the right sources? No, no, no. You have it totally spot on, where as things continue, uh, the longer they go on for, the less interest there is in them. And that's Putin it mildly. How's he doing, by the way? Is he, uh, <laughs> I, I, I never know what you're going to appreciate and what you're not, Tyler. Russia. I'm walking on eggshells around you. Russia is losing the war. Okay. But this has been kind of in the tea leaves from the very beginning, right? How the whole world turned on them. They sure. don't seem to have the resources that would be necessary to carry on something this long. Do it, I have that incorrectly? Exactly. You are exactly right. And it was seen, it was coming out of Ukraine as Russian forces uh, invaded. When they got their hands on the Russian people's equipment, soldiers' equipment, it was all garbage equipment. Like people mm. were putting their fists through the helmets that these guys were wearing. They were denting them with their bare fists. That kind of defeats the purpose of a helmet at the Very best that so. I understand it. <laughs> <laughs> well, just in terms of deaths, I'm going to go with the UK and the US estimate because Russia has it very low and Ukraine has it very high. Uh, apparently Russia has lost 
15,000 men and women so far. That is just depressing. Very depressing. And as I said, due to a massive counteroffensive push from Ukraine, they have recently taken back large swaths of their own land. The losses have started to pile up to the point that Putin has announced through the Kremlin that he will call up 300,000 reserve troops to bolster his forces. To send them to their death? Yes. Uh, and it's just so easy to kind of kind of write this off as numbers on a ledger, but these are people's families. I mean, yes, they're living in a in a, a blighted world where a bear may fist fight them at any point. And the only thing they have to get them to tomorrow is a cup of cold vodka. But families nonetheless, Tyler, they deserve to be together. It was almost poetic what you just did. Almost. It was beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. Like an angry Robert Frost. <laughs> well, it's it's uh, panic-inducing in Russia right now, as you can imagine, Ryan. It's like if they called in people from here for the well, reserves. Well, the that reserve troops, thing. right? And yeah. that's the whole thing. When I heard that, my mind immediately went to our own arms, armed forces. The reserves, which are volunteers to bolster the main force should the need arise. It's like a draft. Well, well, no, the reserves are people like our father was in the reserves. Papa Menendez was in the army reserves. Send them over there. And so here, it's you have to volunteer for the reserves and then they call you up if needed. In Russia, the reserves, the reserves are called up from anyone who has prior military experience. Here's the thing. Upon turning 18, you have to. All men must enlist for one year of military service. It is basically a draft with extra steps. Yeah. And he's even going to be calling on men over the age of 60. He's going to be sending old men to their deaths. Now, that is a platoon that I would like to fight. I will tell you this everybody shits on America and how things aren't perfect here, which they're not. They're not. But damn, are we lucky to sure. be born here and to you know, enjoy the freedoms that other people don't get to. I would much rather deal with these problems than those problems. Sure. That's all. You know, it's not that sure. we don't have problems. It's just that it could be worse. My problems are my daddy cut me off. Your problems are you're sending your daddy off to fight on the front line. Well, maybe you should have loved him a little bit harder, Ryan. No deal. <laughs> well, the flights out of Russia are all booked solid for days, and any tickets you can find have skyrocketed. Tickets that would normally go for a couple hundred dollars are now over $1,200. They have skyrocketed. Now, Putin is no stranger to threatening his enemies with nuclear fire, but his threats are seemingly becoming weaker and weaker. Why, why do you say that? <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now with each passing day. Now, please allow me to share you the most recent one. Only two sentences. He warned them that his country, and I quote, has various weapons of destruction, and with regard to certain components, they're even more modern the NATO ones. So he's basically saying, yeah, we've got weapons that you've never even seen wow, before. Yeah. We've got all the weapons. I've got some of those men in black guns. <laughs> and the other one that he said is, if there is a threat to the territorial integrity of our country and for protecting our people, we will certainly use all the means available to us and I'm not bluffing. Oh. oh. <laughs> what are you doing? Well, at least Guys, we, I am dead serious. At least we know he's not <laughs> bluffing. That was kind of him to mention that at the beginning. I, uh, <laughs> You know what, dude? You, you lose You lose Russia. Russia, we're, it's too much. We're putting you, we're putting you out. And we're putting him in timeout? No, we're cutting it off and we're sending it out to sea. It's just Russia too much. I know that we're discussing nuclear war, but damn it if that's not hilarious. I like for, it. For realsies, guys, we're going to have real problems if you keep helping this nation we're attacking right now. And I'm not bluffing. <laughs> and I'm not bluffing. Yeah. And Ryan, finally, for our interesting, 
Freedom isn't free. Snake Plissken, Tyler. That's right. Freedom isn't free. How many times would you say you've heard that over the course of your life, Ryan? I've heard that a lot, especially after 9-11. That, that came into the modern parlance in my observation. Yeah, and you heard it a lot, especially in pop culture, TV shows, movies. Well, it's a statement that is undeniably true, but we don't have a true appreciation for those words until something monumental happens. After years of pressures from a tanking economy, 43 years of tightening religious rule, and now the murder of Masa Amini by the morality police, protests have broken out in more than five dozen cities across Iran. Have you heard about this? I have not. So they are fighting really? the government that's oppressing them? Exactly. They have what over in Iran what's called the morality police, which they are there literally to police women and tell them whether they will arrest you if you're not dressed appropriately. And there's nothing better than a, a secret police. I, I love that. Over it, the dress code. Absolutely. And there's nothing that makes, you know, your civilians feel more at home. You feel more comfortable. You know, your your neighbors may turn on you. <laughs> I, I love that. You don't know who to trust. Ah, a sense of community. You know what I mean? <laughs> or lack thereof. Well, I mean, you're all in some sort of societal web. Well, for those who have not heard, Masa Amini was a 22-year-old Iranian woman who was detained by said morality police and beaten to death. Wow. Why? Because she wasn't wearing her hijab correctly. Not that she didn't have it on, just a little bit of her hair was showing. And they beat her to death with a with a rod and bashed her head in against the police car's door. So this goes back to what we had touched on earlier in the show, which is this overarching hatred of women, right? Does that, that feeds, I don't want to, you know, comment too deeply on other people's societies but when there is a circumstance that ends with a woman being beaten to death because a couple of locks of hair it's hard not to think that that's an objectively bad thing mm -hmm. you know what i mean well and how can it not escalate you're giving these secret police power over people to do whatever they want how could it not escalate amongst these people that are amongst the secret police and you're making secret police look bad here this is this is giving secret police a bad name is there a good name in secret police yeah let me think about that <laughs> we can review um, <laughs> i i it, it is it is it's pretty tough man it's pretty tough in some of these civilizations where they don't allow people human rights and we're seeing that in many different places on the globe we talk about it a lot on this show absolutely and let me tell you how it's escalated in iran this is seemingly turning into a full-scale civil war. Women across the country are ripping off their hijabs and in many cases, burning them. Wow. Men are seen cheering them on in solidarity. The people are rising up well, that's, together. That's beautiful. Absolutely. You can't do it without the men and the men can't do it without the women. If we don't come together, we're fucked. This really makes me think of Liam Neeson and I kind of want to play that sound <laughs> clip on the show next week. We can review for we sure. We can review, yes. For sure. Well, the response from the government has been to shut down the internet, and so far they have reportedly killed dozens of people by firing live ammunition just into random crowds. They have arrested prominent activists and journalists, and in Tehran, the capital of Iran, capital security has been caught on video, as I said, firing into crowds, and was even seen firing into the windows of an apartment building and also using tear gas, just lobbing tear gas into people's homes. Blood, That's pretty wild. Blood is being spilled right now, and I believe it's important to acknowledge when we can the fight that is sometimes required for freedom.
the fight the people of Iran are putting up right now against their tyrannical government, let's pray that we can be that brave should the need ever arise. I would like to think so. And uh, the idea that these people are literally giving their lives for hopefully making the world better for generations to come. I mean, that's about as brave as you could be. That's about as much of a of a hero as I could ascertain. That's it. It's just like the people in Hong Kong standing up to the CCP. It's you have these, you know, guerrilla groups that are fighting against these empires basically. against the yeah, the, the, the people who are in control. And that, Ryan, is GBI. That's a silver lining on a depressing GBI, Tyler. Yeah, but freedom ain't free, Ryan, and it has never been more apparent than today. I love that. And, and you know what? It's actually kind of perfect that you said that because I have one more segment that I want to get to here before oh. we sign off. And I believe in freedom. I obviously am a patriot in every sense of the word. Sure. But unfortunately, I'm just picturing you carrying one of those big muskets lining up on the field. I have one of those and it's got the, the knife on the end. Sure. I got one. You of mean those. the bayonet? That's the one. That's my they taught me how to use it. They just didn't tell me how to, how to name it. That's exactly right. Well, I just call it the pokey thing. Now, I love freedom and I love people being able to make decisions for themselves. But unfortunately, on this segment, I'm going to have to make decisions for everybody. Let's do hear ye, hear ye. Mm. Tyler. All right. Now I have worked my way up to this one. Cause again, I don't want to be in charge. I don't have that sociopathic desire to be in charge of cultures, to be in charge of civilizations before I make this hear ye, hear ye rule that will echo forth into forever. Mm-hmm. I've warned you guys. Okay. I think I started off as just a, a, a casual observation. I then moved it up to douche of the week. And here we are. Hear ye, hear ye. No more external speakers on phones, Tyler. No more external speakers on phones. You lost that right, John Q. Public. Is there any point where using a speaker in public is okay? People playing video games, people watching videos. You're sitting at McDonald's by yourself and you're ruining everybody else's experience watching Netflix. You you fucked up. You fucked up and now nobody gets shit because we can't have anything nice because you use it in the wrong way. I want to contribute to this segment, but you're having a moment right now and I don't want to spoil it. You ever sit next to somebody on on an airplane who's playing video games on their phone without headphones? Yes. I'll kill you. I will fucking kill you. But why not make the hear ye, hear ye, everybody has to carry around headphones with them everywhere. I've asked, Tyler. I've Uh asked. I'm civil. I'm a friend. You just said you'll kill somebody. I'll fucking kill you, bro. (laughs) One more beep bop or bleep bloop, and I will rip your head off of your shoulders, and I will excrete somewhere in a hole that didn't used to be there, Tyler. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So it's coming from the guy who likes to sing out loud at the gym, even while he has headphones on. And if you had headphones on, then you wouldn't recognize it. I'm sorry to do this. Hear ye, hear ye. No more external speakers on phones. Sorry, guys. Hear ye, hear ye. I don't, I don't really agree with this one, but it's been said. And here's the thing. I listen to my external speaker all the time when I'm by myself. Mm-hmm. I try not to do it when I'm next to you in the house. It's mm-hmm. just annoying. Sure. Nobody wants to listen secondhand to somebody else's you know, self-help audible book. Yeah, it's embarrassing, Tyler. Especially considering the stuff you listen to. It's just heavy, ragged breathing on a loop. I like some of those, like, um, those romance novels where it's, 
his milky white bosom. You know what I'm talking about? I don't know what you're talking Neither about. Neither do I, Tyler. Please tell the people how they could reach out to us and tell us that they don't know what we're talking about either. <laughs> you can go to thoseguysyouhate.com and there's actually a section there where you can write into us. Feel free to voicemail button in the bottom right. You can write to us at podcast at thoseguysyouhate.com or on the website. Click on all the links right there. YouTube, uh, MySpace. Is MySpace still big, Ryan? MySpace. Friendster. Friendster. Come be our friends on Friendster. Follow us on Grinder. Do everything that you got to do. Help us out. Tyler, great job Meet this week. Meet us in the back alley. What is the moral of the story, player? Uh, moral of the story is I can't give anything more than my deepest and most heartfelt wishes for the people of Iran and for everybody that is fighting against tyranny. We're still we're actually Rise up. We're starting to see a little bit of that here in our own country. You know, we're starting to see people make grabs for power. And I, I hate to say it, this, this kind of, of future might not be that far off for us. So, so try to, um, I, I, I guess just try to support each other and, and, uh, and when the time comes, hopefully we can all be as brave as, as these people are being. What you're saying is true because fighting for your own rights at the risk of, Death or maybe even worse is a scary proposition. I don't know if I would have it in me. Definitely. Ryan, what is the moral of the story? You can't be doing this. Then a monitor flickered on, displaying Rachel's photo and security clearance. Ah! It makes everything just too tough to pay attention to. Somebody needs... We need a producer. He pressed a button, and the huge steel doors swung open. That's too much spit. That's terrible. That's too much spit. That's terrible. Somebody's got to talk to Dan Brown. He's going to be depressed. We are those guys you hate. Be kind or we'll kill you. Red circle. Ah, yes, my sir. Yes, young blood. What? So is is that scatting thing that I wait? Let me rephrase. That. Yeah, he means he means with his mouth, not pooping. Well, <laughs> those two things are not mutually exclusive in the scat world. Yeah, but the the thing. How big is the scat world? It can't be very big. I can't imagine. Really? Yeah, I can't imagine. You don't think scat covers everything? I, I, what I, you doing? I, I'm not sure. Yeah. Weird way to start. You're right. Thank yeah. you for being uh, my my. The wind under my wings, my Al anchor. Al although the the word scat, it could lead you to something really fun and cool. Like, bop, 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 bop. Sure. And then it could lead you to fecal matter, Ryan. Well, really terrible stuff. You could learn a lot about animals by their scat. Analyzing animal scat. Yeah, but then you're getting into science and you're getting into zoology. We are just talking scat. Just the word scat. What are we doing? All of Germany. Sure. <laughs> Sure. Man, how unfair for Germany that they're, no, it's real. they're so associated it's with real. that. It's real. I told you. <laughs> when I was in Germany, yes. I was in an arcade, walked up some steps, poop porn. <laughs> Germany, what are you doing? Uh, that's a you, there's some sort of thing connected to the repression, right? Well, it's cultural. It's all cultural. The more repressed you are, the more likely you are to be... Uh, into stuff that's considered crazy. out of bounds. Who gets to decide what's in bounds? Not where I plan to start, but here we are. Society, I would say. Yeah. Just just culturally and societally what we all agree upon. I, It's kind of like that thing in Japan or, or in Asia. There's some, sort of, there's some sort of urban myth where they have a vending machine with 
used panties in them? Is that a thing? I, we, I, we've talked about this. I, I thought we you have. said that, Look, that man, that was a thing. We've been doing this for so long. I have no <laughs> idea what's true and what's false. I, I don't know anymore. Japan, if it's not true, I'm sorry, but I want to move forward believing that that is real. I choose to. Yes. I, I choose to. And for those who don't know, the story is that in Japan, in Asia, in different places, you can find vending machines that sell used women's panties. I, I don't know if this is a landmark case or not, but I'm going to do it. We can review again. We can review again. So early into the show. I love figure it. figure out. I love it. If we're just creating a parallel universe. Boots, all right, Tyler. Boots on the ground journalism. Panties on the ground journalism. <laughs> Hate the word panties. You do. Let's all just be adults and call them underpants like God intended. Pantaloons. <laughs> <laughs> Forgive me, father. I've forgotten my pantaloons. Um, Tyler, today in this house, there was... A baking emergency. There was. There was a baking emergency. I emerged from bed today. I had nothing to do besides just record this show, mm -hmm. which has been a beautiful thing. I needed this today. Um, I emerged late from bed into a baking emergency. Do you know what was going on in the kitchen today? Well, I walked in to you. Ryan's girlfriend, Nicole, is a baker and she goes to class for these things. She goes to school for this stuff. Sure. And it was, what, a homework assignment that she had? She had to bake a certain amount of stuff? Even worse than that, it is she had a friend ask her to make a cake for one of their events. Ooh. And she put it off to the last moment. Yeah. We're supposed to do it last night, but we all went out, had a couple yeah, of... Yeah, yeah. Booze. Can't judge her. Uh, that's how I live my life for the most of it, for the majority of it. So Not me. I, I, I bake cakes three years in advance. <laughs> just in it case. may have lost some of its flavor, but it's ready to go. RJ's quinceanera <laughs> cake has been ready for, I mean, at least six and a half months. But that dress was a hand-me-down. The whole thing was a joke. <laughs> His ass looks great in it. Though. Wait. What? Can I do that? No. It's I my mean, DNA. It's ostensibly my ass. Is your... <laughs> His name is Ryan Blake Menendez, kind of, so... Um, so she made a mistake and the woman was coming to pick the, the cake up at any time. She broke one of the cakes. She and I have watched some of these baking shows on TV. It was a real life reality baking show sure. in the kitchen. Like she was sitting there on her hands and knees, staring into the oven, willing the cake to bake. You could cut the tension with a proverbial knife Tyler, mm -hmm. or a real knife. I don't know how that, that works, but sure. nonetheless. Yeah, I have not. I have never seen stress around baking in real life like that. Like no. you see Gordon Ramsay, you see those shows where that's the idea behind right. them. Specifically, American shows, because you tell me the British ones are super nice and fluffy and just enjoyable. They are. They're nice to each other. The British Bake Off, a guilty pleasure of mine. Not even guilty, just a pleasure. Yeah, why yeah. is it guilty? It's, it's super screw it. meditative. It's beautiful. Sure. Uh, the but there is still tension when somebody, even with the people supporting them around them. The timer's running out, and they need this cake. They Right from the very beginning, you're like, this guy, he ain't go last, man. <laughs> this guy does not know a, a cake thermometer from some other tool used in baking, Tyler. Sure, sure. I feel like I nailed that. Yeah, no, nailed it. So here's the thing. Here's the reason why I bring it up. I get out of bed. I have a plan for my day, as I do every single day. Just sitting down to meditate. I'm confronted with this baking emergency. And you know what I had to do, Tyler? You had to go to the store? I had to be selfless. I had to say, hey, what can I do to help? Sure. And let me tell you something. Sure. Don't enjoy doing that. I noticed the tone you just gave yourself. Don't enjoy doing that. It was that. very light and almost divine. I want to do did. what I want to do. Yeah. And yeah. here's the rub. 
Uh-huh. Makes you feel good. Makes you feel good helping Doing somebody Doing what you out. want to do? Hell yeah. I got in my car. I mm-hmm. drove to Publix. You look where, like such an idiot walking out that door. Where shopping <laughs> was not a pleasure. <laughs> it was done by gunpoint. No, but it was. But it was early. I would imagine there was barely anybody there. It wasn't bad at all. That's an enjoyable shopping experience. It's just the experience of... I'm telling you, I think that I'm pretty giving with most of my things. I could be cheap from time to time, but I think when it comes to being giving, you are very good at it. I think that I'm pretty good at it, except with my time. My time is my most valued resource, and I... Everybody's. Yes. It's the only resource on earth that you cannot get back ever. But I'm not sure that everybody is exactly that way in terms of there are some people who are searching out Hey, what can I do for you? What mm. I, I'm more than willing to rearrange my day right now. You say the word. For me, that's so hard to just be like, yeah, okay, I know you need help, but I was going to the gym. Mm-hmm. That's very hard for me. So I am bringing this up not just to pat myself on the back, but but mostly. How have you been so far back? I'm very impressed by The that. yoga, Tyler. It's all about <laughs> the yoga. I will soon be a one perfect circle. But, uh, but also just to point out, like, hey, that growth of... I don't want to do this right now, mm. but I know I'll be happy that I did it later. And I know that you would do it for me. That's a, that's you and I do that all the time. Sure. I think, don't we? Well, I think it's also the acknowledgement of the negative feeling you're getting the sure. pressure that you get. And instead of just diving into alcohol or weed, it's like, man, start, I don't want to start there. Though. I, I don't want to feel this anymore. I think I'm just going to go do it just to get the shit out of the way. This is annoying as fuck. And it's okay to know. <laughs> it's okay to notice. Be like, I don't feel like doing this for sure. I am doing this for you mm. and you'll have to pay me back with some sort of favor <laughs> and I'll never let you forget it. I'm just kidding. So now Tyler, he's not, do you want to talk very quickly about this chess player thing? We, you said sure. you didn't have time for it on the show. Absolutely. Do you want to just toss it out there real quick? Yes. Like well, a, like a salad, but related Tyler. I normally don't go looking it up, but I had to find the, uh, Magnus Carlson which that is a chess player's name. Or the world's strongest man. <laughs> it's true. And ha- Hans Niemann. The uh, bad guy from Die Hard. Sure. And yeah, it's Magnus Carlsen is the uh, reigning chess champion of the world, the greatest chess player in the world for the last over 10 years. Is he still? Well, and that's the problem. You had this up-and-comer, Hans Niemann, who uh, came in and beat... Magnus in a match, but now there is cheating uh, accusations being thrown around. And it's come to light that Neiman has cheated in the past. He self-admitted to cheating in the past. Now, here's the thing, okay? And I don't want to jump ahead in the story. How is my butt plug going to tell me where to move my rook? Well, if you and the story is, is that this person was uh, accused of cheating because he bet, beat the best player in the world. And Elon Musk, of all people, came on and said, did you check him for a vibrating anal beads? Which is irresponsible. It, very irresponsible. You love Elon Musk. And, and I'm slowly turning on less, Elon Musk. Less and less so recently. What's going on with him? I just uh, fame and money will com- will corrupt you from the inside, man. It just you're it, it's it's just human, huh? Becoming the richest person in the world by far probably doesn't help him. Let either. me add it. Let <laughs> me give it a shot. I'll show you how it's hey, done. This is how you do it. So the idea to answer your question is that somebody because there's an audience, people are watching what's happening. So what, what do you mean by that? Just the they can see the, the board. unfolding of events or the actual game they, of chess. They can see the. It's almost like watching. Somebody play poker 
and they're getting signals from somebody to tell them uh, what strategies this person is using. But here's the what thing. What moves is he about to go with? And I'm going to ask you a question that you're probably not going to have the answer probably to. Probably not. The guy who's playing chess is looking at the same board. Sure. In, in poker, I have my cards up and you can't see them. Forgive me. In chess, we're all looking at the same thing. The main, the main detail that I, and thank you for saying that, that I forgot to mention, is the idea is somebody is playing all of Magnus's moves the moment that he makes a move they input it into ah, a supercomputer that, that, and there plays 10 million games and and it's been a while since any human could beat any supercomputer it used to be where they could compete against each other there's no chance anymore i think that we did something on this on the show because uh russell brand talked about that in his book revolution it was mm -hmm. very interesting yeah um, yeah, so the, the idea is somebody's inputting his moves as he's playing into the supercomputer, and then somebody is relaying the information of what to do next. The best percentage of now. Yeah, it's whatever the supercomputer super does. <laughs> Just follow these moves. Now, how do we turn that into a series of vibrating rectal pulsations? Well, if you want to move your uh, pawn to D6, then uh, one buzz is for pawn, and then you do another uh, series of buzzes to tell them where to move. It just We can review. As long as you develop a we, system. We can review. We're going to try this out next show. But never the le We can try it out now if yeah, you want. Hold on. <laughs> I, let me run upstairs. I came prepared. Hold on a minute. But nevertheless, and you already said it, it is so irresponsible. This kid is a teenager and he has the entire, well, I mean, at least the entire chess world. Up his ass. <laughs> yours is much better. I, I that. Yours is Tyler, much better. I, 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 we help each that other out. well done. Simpatico. Uh, yeah, and, I, and, and it could be true. Maybe he is cheating, but there's been no, there's been no um, evidence, proof. no yeah, proof. Pro it's unfair. Innocent until proven anally. Uh, that Your one, last one was better. not as good. We'll yeah. cut that yeah, yeah, yeah. now. And there's been a final twist in it where they played virtually like a week later, two weeks later, just mm -hmm. to kind of silence the community. Magnus von Magnuson, <laughs> he canceled after his first move in some sort of weird, silent Banksy protest. Sure. For, like, you know, he's an edgy chess player, which is, I don't <laughs> know, like a, a tough cello. Go on. Explain more. <laughs> Explain more about. I was trying to find a way to jump in there, but <laughs> you're, you're blocking me I'm out. I'm drowning. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's uh, it's unfortunate. They played a, as you said, a game about a week later, however long it was, and they're both of their faces are right there on the screen. Magnus makes a move and then immediately reaches forward, shuts his camera off, and leaves the match completely. And the way that it was described to me is that would be like LeBron James and the Lakers. Uh, tipping off the ball, and then the moment it hits its first bounce on the floor, they walk off and leave to the locker room. It would be it would throw the entire NBA into a uh, a, a Tail, tizzy. tailspin. Yeah, tailspin. Um, I like tizzy better. And why do the white players get to move first, Tyler? What's that all about? <laughs> it's called colonialization, right? Oh <laughs> man, we got to get some different colors in there. Gray versus gray. Am I right? Uh, so that is. The interesting world, the dirty underbelly of the chess society. You know what I mean? Yeah, it is really interesting. But if it is found out that this guy is cheating in that way, tip my hat to you, sir. You're going to have menacing Mensa show up at your front door with uh, pitchforks and torches. And can't you just look at his face? Like, if he's getting anal bead vibration messages, wouldn't she be able to read that by his body language and facial expressions? Sir, we're going to need to see your perineum. <laughs> Let's do the show.